A cap rate is a general indication of the strength of the asset, but it's just another tool to evaluate an investment. So, for example, generally speaking, a higher cap rate is good, a lower cap rate is bad. But of course, every situation is different. You could have higher risk, very high income earning asset, and you could have a low cap rate, very stable, you know, long time asset in a good area with, uh, you know, long term tenants. So every every uh, case is different. Hey, investors, you're listening to the Investing to Win podcast, the show dedicated to empowering investors to achieve financial freedom and live your best life. This show is committed to offering honest conversation between investors, common sense strategies, real-time market updates, and professional guidance to achieving financial freedom. Investing doesn't have to be super hands-on or complicated. We are all about passive investments with real gain, so you have freedom of time and money. Your host is none other than Garrett Wong, who brings decades of experience in buying, renovating, and managing cash flow investment properties. Thanks for being here and get ready to invest to win. Welcome, investment community. This is Garrett Wong, your host of the Investing to Win podcast. So another solo episode today. This one is maybe a bit of a repeat, but not really, because a few months ago, we had a guest from a financial institution speaking about commercial lending and cap rates. It was a great episode, but we had only had it up for a few days. And then our guest was told he wasn't technically allowed to speak on behalf of that financial institution, which I shall not name. So, of course, he wanted us to remove the episode, and we complied. But there were some really great insights during the conversation. So I thought I would record another solo episode with the highlights. So this one started off with commercial lending so commercial lending and cap rates, and what we're talking about here is really from the perspective of a commercial lender, what are they looking for? And so what he specifically keyed in on was the five C's of credit, and those are character, conditions, capital, capacity, and collateral. So let's go over each one as it pertains to the lender's perspective. So let's start with character. This one might seem pretty self-explanatory, but really it could be as simple as showing up on time for your appointments. And during the conversation, I was a little bit taken aback because my biggest takeaway here, well, you know, it's common sense to be professional, of course, wear proper attire, be on time. You know, the lenders are actually tracking this. They're tracking this in one of their categories and checking off a box and recording these points. So while it might seem common sense, just make sure that you have everything there in order. Okay, the second one is conditions. And they're not talking about the condition of a property or the conditions that you might put in your offer to purchase. What they're referring to are the conditions of the economic climate. Are we in a rising interest rate environment? Are the rates dropping? What's going on in the markets? So I think what they really want to know in a nutshell, they're evaluating how the current conditions, the economic conditions, are going to affect your specific business or your specific deal. So that's a little bit interesting. So that is what they evaluate for conditions. The next one, the third one of capital. This is a little bit easier to understand. This one is the money that you or your group of investors actually has to contribute to whatever project that you're taking on. This could be in the form of money in the bank, your down payment for the deal, 
or maybe the down payment plus whatever you can contribute to the project in terms of emergency funds, etc. The fourth C of credit is capacity. Now, what they're talking about here is the capacity to make sure the investment can actually pay for itself. So cash flow um, and cash flow from wherever that comes during even a renovation phase where income might be less than optimal. You know, if you're emptying out a building and you're going to be renovating for six to eight months, the lenders want to know what's your capacity for that investment to still cash flow or at least debt service. One point that he did make, no lender is in the management business. So at the end of the day, they want to make sure that they're setting up that borrower for success as much as possible because they don't want to have to repossess the asset and then begin property managing it. Okay, the fifth C is collateral. We spoke at length about the asset itself, but the group of owners for a project and how strong they are as individuals and also if there is a corporate structure in place. So you're talking about maybe a syndication or some joint ventures, um, some co-ownerships. I'm not going to go over this in, in much detail as we've touched on it many times in the past few episodes. So you can go back and listen to those. And finally, the last point, I wanted to get a little bit more into the weeds on cap rates. Anytime you're talking about commercial lending or evaluating multifamily, everybody always mentions and speaks about cap rates. I didn't really have a great understanding of it before I did the interview. I have a better understanding now, so hopefully I can define that better for you, the audience. But here's a synopsis, and we'll start with a definition on the internet. The capitalization rate, often simply called the cap rate, is a commonly used metric in real estate to estimate the potential return on an investment property. The cap rate is calculated by dividing the property's net operating income, NOI, by its current market value. So in other words, cap rate equals net operating income over current market value. Okay. So the net operating income is the total income generated by the property, such as rental income minus operating expenses, but excluding mortgage payments or other debt servicing or financing costs. So the cap rate provides a rough estimate of the property's potential return in the first year, assuming the property is bought outright without any mortgage or loan. Okay. Now that's from the internet. We had a big discussion on it. And, you know, he wanted to stress at the end of the day, a cap rate is a general indication of the strength of the asset, but it's just another tool to evaluate an investment. So, for example, generally speaking, a higher cap rate is good, a lower cap rate is bad. But of course, every situation is different. You could have a higher risk, a very high income earning asset, and you could have a low cap rate, very stable, you know, long time asset in a good area with, uh, you know, long term tenants. So every, every uh, case is different. Okay, so... We're at the end of the episode. Again, I didn't want to go over it in its entirety. I just wanted to give you the highlights. So I'm going to recap as I like to often do in my solo episodes. Okay, so here we go. In commercial lending, we have this five C's of credit, and those are character, conditions, capital, capacity, and collateral. And then we have a definition of cap rate, which is simply a metric to estimate the potential return on an investment property. A higher cap rate is good. A lower cap rate is bad, 
but the cap rate is just a guideline, okay? It's a guideline and one of the tools in evaluating an investment. So there's a whole host of other things. We've talked about some of those on our other episodes, you know, when you're underwriting an asset. So there's a whole host of other things to analyze when you're deciding to purchase an investment property. So the lesson here, the take-home message, make sure you do your homework. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did and you enjoy what we're trying to do here, please do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us reach more investors and it gives the podcast a boost in the rankings. So thanks for listening. This is your host, Garrett Wong, signing off. But until next time, invest to win. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Investing to Win podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If this episode made you think of another investor, take a screenshot and share this podcast episode with them. Investing to Win is not only about helping you to win more, but WIN actually stands for Wise Investors Network. It's where we help our investors build a hands-off portfolio and have passive investments work for them. To see how you can potentially partner with us, go to www.upperedgecapital.com forward slash invest to learn more. Once again, the link is www.upperedgecapital.com forward slash invest. All links can be found in the description below. Until next time.